the best coverage of the Jazz, Utes, and Cougars is right here on The Zone. This is JJ and Alex. Presented by G2G Bars. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. All right, everybody, welcome back. It is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Thanks for being with us on the program. Alex Keery, Jeremiah Jensen. Together we make up JJ and Alex here in the afternoons, of course. You can download the podcast wherever podcasts are found. Uh, our program is brought to you by G2G Bars. All natural ingredients, no preservatives. The G2G Bar, perfect for anybody who needs a quick, tasty, and nutritious boost. Uh, and also Trajan Wealth. TrajanWealth.com is the website. Uh Jeremy, let's get to it. We got Brett McMurphy on the horn here from Action Network, so we're going to just jump right in here. It is the cut right here at the top of the hour. It's time for the biggest story of the day. This is what made the cut with J.J. and Alex on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Brett McMurphy, Action Network, and Brett does a phenomenal job covering college football. We're glad to have him on the program. Brett, thanks for being with us again. Good afternoon. How you doing? Oh, we're fantastic. Now, this story that you have up right now at Action Network, you guys, I mean, this is something that hits us right here in the Intermountain area because the 10 schools leaving the Pac-12 are going to be still in affiliated bowls. It's like one of those divorces that after they're like, just get divorced and then we'll we'll do the shakeout and mediation later. I mean, it's going to be a little bit messy, but how are the bowl affiliations going to work exactly? Well, the the biggest challenge is, not, <clears throat> excuse me, not only for teams leaving the, the Pac-12, but also, you know, OU and Texas go to the SEC, uh, SMU goes to the ACC. Uh, there's other conferences that are adding schools. All of the bowl contracts <clears throat> were for six years. And so the 2024 season will be year five of those six years. So we've got basically two years left of all the bowl contracts, including the college football playoff. And so even though there's been such drastic realignment and different, you know, there's technically there is a Pac-12, but there is no more Pac-12. There's only Oregon State and Washington State left. You still have these bowl contracts that go through the 2025 season. So to basically, you know, you would have to tear – there's 41 bowls, so you would have to tear up 41 contracts and then redo those contracts with new conference affiliations and all of those things. And that would be very difficult to do in such a short matter of time. And so basically to kind of get through these last two years, um, you know, everyone involved has kind of said, well, probably the, the easiest way to do this is just basically keep the bowl tie-ins based on, you know, your your old conference. So, obviously, what that means for the 10 teams leaving the Pac-12 is, um, you know, it, again, this has not been officially signed, sealed, and delivered yet, but this is the way they're going, is, you know, if you're formally in the Pac-12, that unless you go to the college football playoff, you're probably going to play in one of the Pac-12 affiliated bowls. And what makes that even more challenging, for instance, the Alamo Bowl, pits the Pac-12 against the Big 12. Well, so what's going to happen with Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, and Colorado? Does that mean they can't go to the Alamo Bowl? 
because they would be playing a, a Big 12 team, a team in their own conference. Uh, I would say it's not likely that they would go to that game, but if, you know, with the size of these conferences, if it's a team that you didn't face in the regular season, um, perhaps they do pair up, you know, two Big 12 teams. Perhaps in the Sun Bowl or the Holiday Bowl, they pair up two ACC teams if it's Cal and Stanford, if, if it's a team they didn't meet in the regular season. But, um, you know, I know, you know, probably for a lot of folks, uh, you know, Utah fans out there, um, you know, Pac-12 Pac uh, fans of any other former Pac-12 teams, you're kind of like, oh, come on, I wanted to, I wanted to get involved with the my new conference and their new bowl games. I'm tired of the Pac-12 sites. I, I understand, but it's really, you know, unless somebody comes up with a magic bullet, this is probably what we're going to end up with for the for the next two years. Yeah, that's a pretty complicated situation. And when there's a complicated situation, people aren't happy. People who you've talked to, they're tied in the conferences, coaches, athletic directors. What's the reaction to this situation, and is there any solution that would make – I mean, it's really – they don't have a choice, do they? You know, they really don't. Again, you know, the, the kind of the good news is that, you know, the bowl games, there is a lot of horse trading that goes on. You know, if, in fact, last year, the, and it didn't, didn't impact the um, – but it impacted the Big 12, but not necessarily Pac-12. But the Dukes-Mayo Bowl did not have a tie-in with the Big 12. It, they – move some teams around and West Virginia ended up going to the Duke's Mayo bowl. Um, so there is a possibility that some could get moved around that potentially a, a former PAC 12 school would not be tied into one of the PAC 12 games. Maybe they could go somewhere else. Again, another part of it's supply and demand. You know, if there's, if there's, um, you know, PAC 12 only has six, six bowl bids. The Rose bowl, as you guys know, is no longer, affiliated with the Pac-12. It's part of the college football playoff. So there's only six Pac-12 um, affiliated bowls, and, you know, there are 12 Pac-12 teams, including current and former. So if you have if you have eight or nine bowl-eligible teams from the current and former Pac-12, well, there's, you know, two or three after the playoff. There's at least two or three there that are going to have to go play somewhere else. So that would be a way that you wouldn't be tied in there too. But, yeah. Um, you know, for the basically, you know, the simplest thing is maybe not the most popular, but there's really no other way to do it. And it's, you know, kind of like uh, you know, the former Pac-12 conference schools, you know, the Hotel California, you can check out anytime you want to <laughs> never leave. Uh, Brett, one of the things that, you know, I, I like to look at situations like this because I, I love a bit of schadenfreude. But, like, you know, just looking at other people's situations where they go, oh, it's not going to be great for this team. Wh who, which conferences or which teams are going to hate this more? Like, what's the most annoying matchup that could happen? I could, I can only think that, like, maybe a Texas-Texas A&M bowl game, like, that A&M would hate that more than anything on the, on the planet because there's an old, a former SEC team and a former Big 12 team that would have to be pitted against each other maybe for a second time during the year. Wh who hates this situation the most, even temporarily? Um, I, you know, I mean, everyone likes to get mad about anything, you know, so, you know, I'm sure, you know, I, the, when I tweeted it out today, you know, there were the instant responses were, you know, LOL, great, you know, when things couldn't get worse or something like that. And it's like, you know, it's, 
it may not even end up being that bad. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're leaving the, um, if you're leaving the, the Pac-12 for the for the Big 12 or the Big 10, um, and you happen to, you have to go to play in San Diego in the Holiday Bowl. You have to go to Las Vegas. Um, you have to go to San Antonio. Believe me, there's a lot worse bowl spots right. in the Big Ten and the Big Twelve. So, um, you know, I I, I understand how people like to get fed up with things. So I don't really think it's like, oh, this this automatically sucks for this school or this conference. It's just kind of it's it's kind of how it is. Um, I do know from talking with a lot of folks at these at these um, Pac-12 bowls. Like I said, there's six of them. They're already starting to think ahead to 2026 about, okay, when we're not, when the new contract starts, okay, we want to be tied in with, we want to have a Big 12, uh, Big 10 game, or we'd like to have an SEC Big 12 game, or maybe an SEC Big 10 game instead of our current alignment with the Pac-12. So that's where it's going to be fascinating to see what happens with those six bowl games and what new affiliations they will have on the other side when they fill in the other spot with the Pac-12. Because even if the Pac-12 rebuilds and adds teams from the Mountain West, I'm sure, you know, those six Pac-12 bowl games, I would say at least four or five, would say, hey, that's great, but we're going to try to lock up with one of the Power Four conferences as opposed to a Pac-2 Mountain West uh, reboot. Fascinating situation and great story. You can read that story from Brett McMurphy on the Action Network right now to get a lot more details So head to Action Network after this interview to read more of that. There was also some breaking news, several stories actually today from the college football world that I'd love to get your reaction. I'll start with the news that the Pac-12 has finally decided to move on from George Klyovkov. What do you make of that situation and that report today? Yeah, John Wilner reported that um, with San Jose, and it's like, you know, he said they have formally started to move on. It's like, okay, well, (laughs) informally, you know, Oh, now we're really serious, George. You're really, <laughs> really not going to – we promise you're not – I mean, I know it's, you know, it's semantics. They've got to go through the proper procedure and, you know, legally, legalese-wise and all those good things. Um, you know, also, when do you get rid of them is based on the buyout. Um, obviously, financials come into play. That's a big deal, obviously, with the, with the PAC-2 and the in the remaining Pac-12 schools. So, yeah, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's any big surprise. Um, you know, I, I no one saw him being commissioner of of the Pac-2 after this season. So, um, you know, I guess it was not a big surprise, but I guess now they finally have their lawyers have finally laid out a plan on the best way to do this and spend the least amount of money and and move on and see what's next for those guys. Brett, one thing that also has come out of this, obviously the the college football playoff, the $1.3 billion that ESPN is going to throw at it uh, for a six-year contract of that 12-team playoff. With the 12-team playoff, what happens to the traditional bowl system? Are they going to keep that thing in its normal – are they going to keep it intact as much as they can? Like ESPN owns so many of those bowls, and there's so much money attached to them in that way. But they also – there's so many – I mean, forgive me here, but there's a lot of throwaway bowl games. I mean, is it going to stay the traditional fashion of what we've seen? How are they going to treat it with a 12-team playoff now with the playoff and traditional bowl games? Well, it's going to, at least for the next two years, it's going to stay the same. We've got 
including including the college football playoff, um, we will have 41 bowl games. Mm. That does not include the national title game. So we'll have 41, you know, bowl games. So basically 82 teams that either go to the playoff or go to bowl games. So I think what, what I think what we'll see happen, uh, you know, which we've already started seeing the past couple of years is if you're not in the playoff, there's going to be less and less emphasis on these bowl games. And we saw it this past year. I mean, you had teams, you know, it was impossible to keep up with who was in the portal, who was, um, you know, declaring for the NFL, who just wasn't going to play. Um, you had teams playing their third string quarterback. That's with a four team playoff. Now we go to 12 teams. It's going to be really, really worse. And, um, I think in the next two years, that after these bowl games, see how this play out, that I think we'll lose some bowl games. Because I don't think these communities or these bowls that are not in the playoff, that are not on the next rung after the, after the playoff, are going to want to spend, you know, a lot of money uh, when they, you know, they may get a seven and five team that may only bring half of their team um, and may not be that, you know, have that much interest in it. And then also you add on to that all the movement with, with, with the coaches where a lot of these bowl teams didn't even have coaching staffs. They had to, they had to basically rent a coaching staff or they had graduate assistants running it and stuff. It's obviously changed so much in the past 10 years. I don't, and I, look, I don't like it, but that's the way it's going. And I think when we get to the 2026 with the start of the new 12 team format, um, after these next two years, I would guess we'd probably, uh, sources have told me, probably guess we'd lose anywhere from three to six bowl games. I mean, maybe it's fewer than that. Maybe it's more. Um, but I'd be shocked if we still have 41 because I can't, yeah. I don't think that, I don't think the system will support that. And certainly just based on the, the, the players and the teams, there doesn't seem to be that much interest in these games to go to bowl games when you're, when you're, five, six, seven wins. We love way too early polls here on JJ and Alex, and, <laughs> and we love yours, Brett. Uh, one of the ones we use and talk about on the show in January because we want to talk about college football in January and what else are you going to do, right? So uh, th- things have changed, though. Since you put yours out January 8th, I believe, is when you first put yours out. A lot has changed in college football, even here with uh, Utah and BYU, but across the country. How much has your early top 25 changed because of what's happened in college football just over the last five or six weeks? Well, I have not updated my, my way too early top 25 that came out, um, you know, before the national title game. But I, uh, good segue, tomorrow I will have my first never-too-early bowl projections out. Nice. <laughs> and in, in those bowl projections, so if folks aren't, familiar with the way the 12-team playoff works, the five highest-ranked conference champions get automatic bids to the college football playoff, and the four highest-ranked conference champions, no matter where they're ranked by the selection committee, they could rank 4, 7, 17, and 102. But if those are the four highest-ranked conference champs, they will be seeded numbers 1, 2, 3, and 4 in the new playoff. In my bold projections tomorrow, spoiler alert, the Big 12 champ, I have them ranked, excuse me, seated fourth in my 
college football playoff bowl projections, and that Big 12 champ that I have seated fourth is none other than your Utah Utes. There you go. Oof. I love the pregnant pause. <laughs> that was drama. You know what? Did we lose Brett? Did Hold we lose on. him? No, the best no. part is, the best part is, is you did have some BYU fans out there who just heard that, who were like, <laughs> he's going to say it. And then uh, you had their hopes up. I don't know why, but they probably had their hopes up. Uh, that's awesome, though. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I, I loved I loved Arizona, but, they, you know, you lose dead fish. They're going to lose some players. Mm-hmm. Uh, pride of the portal. Uh, I, you know, I think I had Arizona eighth in my in my preseason top 25. Uh, when I do my new one, I'm going to drop them a little bit. Obviously, I'll put Utah above them. Um, I just think, and look, I, you know, before everyone, you know, runs to the, the, the you know, starts calling Mark Harlan for, for uh, playoff tickets, uh, <laughs> keep this in mind. Last year, my dark horse to win the Big 12 was Texas Tech, and hey. they went 6-6. Uh, six six. There so, you go. Uh, but the thing, I, I am going to, next year is going to be, and I'm an Oklahoma State guy, I don't know if you guys knew that, so I'm, I'm pumped for the Big 12 because I I honestly believe this. I think there's five teams that can win the win the Big 12. I think it's yep. going to be the most competitive conference. I think you're going to have five or six top 25 legit top 25 teams in the Big 12. Utah, Arizona, Oklahoma State returns a ton. Kansas State returns a ton. Iowa State returns literally everybody. West Virginia returns literally mm-hmm. everybody. I mean, it's going to be obviously it's not going to be quality of Big 12 basketball, but as far as competitiveness and depth, I think next year the Big 12 football will be very similar to Big 12 basketball, though we're not, you know, we're not going to have, you know, three teams in the in the top five, but I think there will be five or six top 25 teams. That's the good news. The bad news is I think the Big 12 only gets one team in the playoff because I think they'll beat up on everybody. Mm. Um, the conference champ obviously will be a top four seed, but I don't know if I don't know if that Big Twelve runner up will still finish in the top eleven in the rankings, which they'll have to do to make the playoffs. You still got Georgia winning it all? I do. I mean, I think obviously Georgia and Ohio State automatically you got to put them in there. I mean, I guess Ohio State is bringing back the ghost of George Steinbrenner, <laughs> and they're just going to get them as much money as they can. But as the Yankees have shown year in year out it takes more than money to win a championship but i mean chip kelly's an unbelievable hire for them i think that's huge but also i think something that you know obviously be talked about and analyzed and scrutinized is you know there's going to be a lot of pressure on ohio state you know harbaugh's gone from michigan so oh you guys should finally beat michigan and basically all the moves they're making it's basically it's win a national title or else and, you know, sometimes programs, professional or college, don't react w- real well to that, and we'll have to see how they, uh, how they do. But certainly based on talent right now, everything they brought back, uh, yeah, Georgia's, Georgia's 1A right now, and, and Georgia's 1B for me. Brett McMurphy. Action. Ohio State. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, we got it. Uh, Brett McMurphy, Action Network. You can find his byline there. Read all about the update to what the bowl situation is going to look like, but also tune in tomorrow. My heavens, we're going to be going over that one, I'm sure. Brett McMurphy with his way too early bowl predictions that, as he pointed out, 
in a season where we're going to have our first college football uh, playoff situation with 12 teams, it is not too early. It's not early enough. We got to get more of that. So, Brett, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for taking some moments with us, and uh, we'll talk to you again closer to football season. You got it, guys. Thank you. There you go. Thanks, Brett. Brett McMurphy. If you are a college football fan and you don't follow and read Brett McMurphy, you're doing it wrong. There's a reason that people are tripping over themselves to get Brett. So it was great to have him on the show. That was great stuff. Amazing. Uh, so what did he say? Sorry, I didn't hear who he said the Big 12 champ was going to be. Oh, yeah. Okay. I love what he said. None other than – I mean, he's a pretty straightforward, like, beat writer guy, like, uh, oh, you know, columnist. No, that was that, – he, he, he went full radio on us with the pregnant pause. He's no dummy. He played that perfectly. Is your – University of Utah. Utes. That was great. <laughs> I don't think there are a lot of people. I don't think there are a lot of Wildcat fans out there who are saying, "Is he going to say our team?" It's like, and and you know what was happening? There are a bunch of BYU fans who were like rolling their eyes, going, "He's doing. He is. I know what he's doing here, and I'm not falling for it." And then there's a couple out there that go, "Is he about to say my Cougs?" It's like, no, no, not yet, not this year. All right, settle down. All right. Appreciate that from Brett McMurray. So stay right here. More to go around the corner. 97.5 EKSL Sports Zone.